Hello there, Puffins and Peeps. Welcome to Basically Misled. I'm Dagny. And I'm Day. We give advice. 50% is life-changing, 50% will leave you crying in a stairwell by the end of the day. You decide which is which. Come procrastinate with us while we chatter endlessly about things you could probably just Google. All right. <laughs> so love languages. That's what we're talking about today. At least partly. <laughs> yes. And friends. Why would we talk about love languages in a podcast about friends? I don't know. Maybe you love your friends. Because I need a lot of love from you, Dave. <laughs> I know. And I give it to you. Because I know without it you would not survive. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Dave, what are these love languages we're talking about? Well, there are five of them, okay? There's quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and then gifts. That was five, right? Yes, that sounds like them. Yeah. My top love language is definitely quality time. And same with mine. Although, I don't know about for you, but, like, I feel like physical touch is a pretty close second for me. I think for me, words of affirmation and physical touch are pretty close together, Mm. but they are definitely lower than quality time. They're not close to beating quality time. Yeah. If, I mean, we, so we took the test that, um, is online. One of the tests, I guess. Yeah. Just Google it, it's there. Yeah, it's there. And so, I don't quite remember, like, the numbers. Because they give you a number for each of your love languages. And I know quality time was definitely up there. And then I think it was pretty closely followed by touch. And then it was words of affirmation. But I don't know how close words of affirmation were. I know acts of service and gifts were, like three or below (laughs) but yeah yeah and so you might still be asking why love languages for friends but I think it's really just helped me understand what my friends need out of me and also what I need out of my friends yeah and especially like I always think of the example of like when living with other people, it's nice if people do the dishes for you, but acts of service, that's what acts of service would entail. If somebody right. does the dishes for you, I don't feel loved. I'm kind of like, oh, that's nice, but I'm not like, I don't feel like they've done something affectionate for me, so mm-hmm. I don't really care. But for some people, that's like how they like to feel valued as a friend. It's like if you do things like that for them. Yeah. Yeah, really for me, it's when somebody values our friendship enough to take time out of, like, their busy schedule to hang out with me. You know? Or, like, even if it's just to do homework together where you don't really know... Or you know that you won't get very much done, but you're still like, yes, I'll do homework with you. Yeah. Also, I think it's it's an interesting way to look at the way that you want to show affection to people. Because some people would rather have a compliment 
than you doing something for them. But I, some people would just rather have you do something. Like, some people would rather be like, oh, you, like, washed my dishes or, like, made part of my food when you, like, know I wanted it. Like, that's how I feel valued in this friendship. But some people are like, well, that's, like, whatever. But what I want is for you to, like, compliment me on something that I was, like, proud of. Right. Or, like, hug me a bunch right, or something. Right, or hug me. Yeah. Or give We'll all sleep on gifts. the couch together. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> One of my top love languages. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely seen it, like, shine through in the past couple of months. Just how I can really use love languages to my benefit of making people be my friends. <laughs> yeah. Do you have friends that are, like, that have very different love languages from you that it's, like, you have to think about when you're with them? Um, well, I'm not really a huge person who, like, give out compliments, you know, or, like, words of affirmation. I am not one of those people. Like, I do it when I'm more comfortable with you, But I feel like I have a friend or two who just really like to be recognized for what they do. And I just have a really hard time with it because I just get suspicious of them. And I think they're, like, trying to, like, have me see everything that they're doing. And I'm not just, like, good job. I'm, like, do you need me to do more of this for you? Because, like, say they, like, wash my dishes for me and they're, like, you know, I, like, did all the dishes. I'm not, like, wow, thank you so much for doing that. I'm, like, are you trying to say I need to do more dishes? (laughs) (laughs) So, that's something that I've been, like, working on a little bit, I guess. So, I'm coming to terms with. Yeah. We definitely have a mutual friend that I think that I compliment more because I know she enjoys it. Like, it's not and it's not so natural to me, but mm-hmm. I think it becomes more natural because that's what she wants from me. Right. And I, I'm still recognizing that <laughs> as a love language and something that I should do for someone. Yeah. I think my biggest thing that I have a hard time with is that if people don't have a love language that's very strong of quality time... I have a hard time recognizing that because if you're not spending like a lot of time with me then I'm like Psh, you're not really a real friend but for some people like they like like I know a person their love language is like like if they had like a lot of like gifts and touch and compliments it seems like they're fine with that mm-hmm. but I think that's also because I don't like texting a lot And so to me, like, that doesn't count as quality. Texting is not quality time to me. Like, I want you to be here. And so I think if people don't have a love language of quality time, then I just see them as, like, not caring about me, and then I don't care about them. Well, I think that's also something that, like, as a person who is trying to grow a friendship, you need to recognize that your love languages might... Like, you're, the ones that you're not strong on, like, your weak love languages, are somebody else's strong ones. And so, by being their friend, it's, like, important for you to do their love languages. So, say, like, your friend, their quality time is really low on their, like, totem of love languages. But 
by them being your friend, if they spend quality time with you because they know it's important to you, then it's really like showing that they want to invest in the friendship still. And then you can do like gifts for them because that's like the top one. Yeah, I think when making new friends, that's when it's like kind of you have to sort of like feel it out. Right. Because if people are trying to make friends with you by like doing things for you or like complimenting you a bunch and you're just like and that's not your love language and you're like what is this this person keeps bothering me but you still want to be their like friend but you you don't feel like they care about you that's why with every new friend you make you just have to sit them down in the first hour of knowing them and be like what's your love language let's do the test together yes and then you compare and you may just have to walk away and be like nope We're We're not not compatible. We can't be friends and just leave it. It might suck because you think you have a connection with them, but trust me, you don't. No, that's not true at all. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. You just have to go your separate ways. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we know you're going to school at Evergreen. Clearly, listeners. (laughs) We've watched you for weeks. Oh, yeah. We saw you move in. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway. What we did was very fun. We did a fun poll, completely unscientific. You should know that there's no science in this. Our sample size was less than 15, I think. It was all people we knew. It was all people we knew, yep. I mean, there was some Facebook kind of reach out. Definitely, this is not how you do science. Evergreen didn't teach us how to do science this way. No. But we asked a lot of people. Yeah. What? And here's, here's what we asked them. We asked them, what are students at Evergreen like? Because that is the pool of people you're trying to make friends with. What? Right. Who are these people? There's definitely a lot of stereotypes running around oh, about yeah. students at Evergreen. Mm-hmm. I've had many people comment that I was going to Evergreen, and they're like, oh, that's the hippie school, right? And yeah. I'm like, I guess. It's just a different kind of learning. <laughs> Except maybe they are all hippies there. I usually get a lot of like, oh, I'm like going to Evergreen. And then you kind of wait for the response. And, and then some people are like, oh. It's just, <laughs> right. It's like, oh, oh that's cool. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> so, but what are people really like? We asked people who went to the school. Yes. So, what did they people, say? People, yeah. They all, they all went to the school. They did. So, some responses that we heard were... Very reserved, kind of cold and standoffish. And then difficult to make lasting friends. It's bad news for you listeners. Right? Um, another person said, smart bunch of people, but sometimes very narrow-minded. Not getting good reviews so far. <laughs> no! And then... There because it's cheap slash easy to get into slash thought it would be easier than other colleges or are there because they want to change the world. That's kind of a two opposite sides, you know? I don't know if it's necessarily bad to make friends with people who are going to college because it was cheap. (laughs) Right? I mean, maybe you're there for that same reason. Bond over that. There you go. Um... Want to be a part of, want a cause to be a part of, see many problems with the world. That might be good. It can go along with wanting to change the world. People yeah. want to change the world. They see problems with the world. Right. And then, oh boy, this one. A hint of 
anger, desperation, and frustration because people at Evergreen are passionate about equality, equity, sustainability, and the overall betterment of our planet. So we've got a bit of a double-edged sword going on right. with these first ones. People want change, but I think it's hard to stay positive about making change in the state of the world. And I definitely see that myself, people at Evergreen, basically just think the world's going to shit. Right. I think, yeah, yeah they've been up and now they're kind of down and everything. But hey, someone else said they're up for a challenge. There you go. So like they're down in the dumps. But I wonder if these are the same challenge. people. <laughs> it might be. I don't even know. I don't either. This was all anonymous, by the way. Who are these people answering? Well, you know they know us. Don't find them. No. Or do. Don't look at Dave's Facebook friend list. That's, <laughs> def- that's not definitely not where we got okay. these people. <laughs> well, yeah. Just don't look at my Facebook in general. It's a boring place. What now you, they're all going to go. Just to promote yourself. Everyone go to Dave's Facebook and friend her right now. She'll accept every friend request after September 31st. Yep. 2000 okay. and, what is it, it's the 18, 2018. <laughs> what year is this? No, yesterday, or not yesterday, a few days ago, I was, like, looking at an expiration date on a food label, and it was, like, said something of, like, 2018, and I had a really strong moment of, is it 2018? Yeah, I've <laughs> And I was really questioning thoughts. it, and I was like, well, it definitely can't be 2017, and it's definitely not 2019, so it has to be 2018. <laughs> Which is ridiculous because it's August. It's August. It's over halfway okay. through this year, and I still don't know the date. But let's be honest, I do this every single year. I can't fathom what year it actually is until, like, December. And that's when it just changes. And it it's, changes. It's you know when I think I'll really know the year? is huh. 2020. Yeah, it's such an exciting year. year. It's a great year. Yeah. Everyone, if you're going to do something that the date's going to be written down for a long time, do it in 2020. You've got two years to plan. Go for it. Really, what you should do is do it in February, either on the 2nd or the 20th of 2020. So it's 2-0-2-2-0-2-0-2, or it's 2 I think it has to be the 2nd of February. Yeah. Because then it's reverse both, and then oh, it's the other yeah. way. So mm-hmm. it's, what do you call that when it's flipped back and forth? I don't know. But the word race car is one of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, back to our poll. Back to the poll. <laughs> um, someone else said, have the ability to take one subject and transform it into something worthwhile. I'm really kind of curious about this one, because... It sounds like this person thinks that some subjects aren't worthwhile, but with the right person, they can become so, which is interesting, because I feel like people usually don't describe subjects as worthwhile or not. Right? And, like, what kind of subject are they talking about? Probably underwater basket weaving. Oh, yes. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, isn't that always worthwhile? Well, if an Evergreen student does it, yes. Got it. Okay. Moving on. We have... Another negative one, outwardly suspicious, defensive, and more likely to call out than in, which is kind of an interesting way of phrasing, calling out slash I've heard that phrase, though. 
Really? I haven't have heard it very much. So I haven't heard it much. It made me think a little bit, but I got it, I think. Yeah. I think I can kind of see the outwardly suspicious. I see that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard. Like, if you have a, a strong sense of having an in-group anywhere, then when the in-group looks on the out-group, that's very difficult to not seem suspicious. Right, yeah. And I think there are some strong in-groups at Evergreen. Oh, yeah, definitely. So. Yeah. And then, this might be the same person. They said... Don't tell one... people that day. I don't think... I don't know. It's just a bunch of things. Okay. <laughs> Oops. I'm really bad at keeping secrets. Um, once you get to know them, they are warm, supportive, and willing to go the extra mile every time. That's another characteristic of, like, in-group. If you're in the in-group, they're good to you. Right. So they might be suspicious of you at first, but just weasel your way into the in-group if you want to be there. And then they'll love you forever. Till you do something bad. I don't know if forever was really mentioned in this poll, but we can go no, with forever. <laughs> I, I'm making a suggestion. Okay, the suggestion is forever, guys. Yeah. Okay. Then another one can be friendly but cold yet empathetic. Friendly but cold. Yeah, we heard another person describe them as cold. Got a lot of cold going on. Honestly. Some cold-hearted people. I think everyone's a little cold in life. I think I'm a cold-hearted person. Oh, me too. Maybe that's why. Do you think there's ever one person that's extremely warm-hearted, not cold Oh, absolutely. It's definitely not me, but absolutely. Do you think that? I think they, if they live life, in the real sense, like if they're not sheltered from anything, I think they have to be a little cold. It's the people who cry at pet shelter commercials. Those are those warm-hearted oh people. Yeah, see, I could never do that. I don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so aren't social beyond their own friend groups, mostly keep to themselves? That's kind of the, the theme we have, really. Yeah. All right, what do we have up next? Okay. I thought there was a there'd be a lot more community in my first year. I think that's an interesting thing to note. If you're trying to make friends your first year, maybe it won't be as easy as you thought. Right, yeah. That's not to say it's impossible. We will tell you how. Yes. Okay. A quiet sense of solidarity that says, if you are in need, we've got your back. It shows in all the official and unofficial student activities and activism that pops up around campus and around Olympia. That's kind of going with the theme, you know? Um, One person just described it as interesting. Students are interesting. And then very opinionated. 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 Not negatively opinionated and clear cut. Clear Which, cut is interesting. I don't yeah. even know what that means at all. I don't know. Let's move on. Evergreen students will trade homemade drawings for sword lessons on the field. That is my favorite one. If I could take one sentence from this poll and just post it somewhere, that's what it would be. That's what you should go in thinking. That's my L- motto. Let me just say it's quite a show of people out on the field 
by the HCC in the, like, the springtime. When it's still warm out, people have been at Evergreen for a while, so they've found their friend group, they're comfortable. You'll see, like, people just playing with, like, soccer balls, people hula hooping, and then you'll see the LARPers. And that is a really fun bunch of people because they're just so happy and content to LARP. And I don't think I've ever been as passionate about something in my life as they are about LARPing. <laughs> that has made me, like, that happy. Like, yeah. they're just laughing, smiling. I aim to be them. I think I'm not happy when I play in the snow. That is a fun time. Maybe I'm not happy around hills. No, I've seen you with hills. It's more of a calm appreciation. You don't really get excited. I really contain myself, though. You do not see me on the inside. Well. Yeah. You need to let that excitement out next time we're around hills. Okay, I'll try. Yes. <laughs> it's I'm, very disappointing to me that your excitement doesn't manifest in wanting to roll down the hill. Oh, God, no. Why would you <laughs> want to roll down the hill? Ugh. I'd have to take my glasses off. I'd have to become dizzy. That's just, oh, God, no. <laughs> Another person says, eccentric. Unique individuals, free thinkers, dreamers, people who are drawn to new ways of learning. That's a positive one, I think. And I think it describes some good people, mm -hmm. you know? And then unique and expressive. Wanders, which... Yeah, those people out mushroom hunting. <laughs> I like wanders. I just picture, like, people leaving the dorms, going into the woods. It happens Just in herds. <laughs> and they're just wandering. <laughs> yes. Okay. Curious about life and able to dabble in just about everything here. Yeah. Eccentric would be a good word. A lot of people use the word eccentric. Maybe by a lot, I mean too. And then definitely creative, definitely social aware, inclusive. Sometimes down to earth. And then the last one is hard workers, not all hippies. <laughs> I think hippies is probably, that's a, that's a stereotype about Evergreen. Very much a stereotype. I definitely like the sometimes down to earth. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, what are you going to expect when it's, like, a whole group of people you're trying to describe? There's a lot so. of different people at Evergreen, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that is our fun poll that we yes. did. It was quite fun to see all the responses from people. I know. A lot of the first things people would, their first response is, oh boy. Yeah. They're like, okay. <laughs> I had a couple people be like, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> Yeah. Some people didn't want to be a part of it. Fair. No. Very fair. So, so was... Day, how would you describe students at Evergreen to your family? <laughs> oh, well, that's very different then. Um, students at Evergreen, the ones that I've met are all, okay, not all. Most of the people I've met are very considerate, very generous kind people who want to do good in the world. And I think you can say that about a lot of different people at like colleges or different groups, but I've consistently found people who 
are just like really content to just like have an actual conversation with you be real but also like are very considerate of others and um just like at evergreen because they want to be at evergreen you know and they want to meet the kind of people that go there and they're open to make friends and like be cool chill people grab someone to like go smoke a joint with you know stoners <laughs> stoners <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe them? I think the biggest thing to me that... Because I feel like people are good and bad everywhere. It's yeah. not like... I wouldn't say that Evergreen students are more or less cold than any group of people. You know? I think... And I don't know if they're... Like, the other things. Like, are they more or less interesting than other people? Like, I don't know. Well, actually... Maybe that one. But the yeah. other, other things where it's like, is it good or bad? I think they're just probably the same as any other group right. of people. I think the thing that I would describe Evergreen students that sort of like sets them apart is that I think they're more open and excited about non-traditional life paths and career paths and what they're doing in their life. And I think sometimes that manifests, especially on the outside, to people who don't care about a career that's maybe like a classic money-making career. Right. And I think, but that also manifests in people who have really like unique business ideas and who are going to go on to do like really unique and awesome things, but the path isn't paved yet. And so it seems like what they're doing is like maybe strange or like a dumb idea. Yeah. Or like out there. And so I think, so I think that's what I see is that people who are like ready to embrace like unique life paths. And I think, and I guess, like, I've, I've never been to another college campus, and I do think college campuses in general are probably like this, that people don't, that people are more open when you say that you're not about to, like, find a spouse, have 2.5 kids in a house in the suburbs where you make a job that you go, I don't know. You do a 9 to 5 job, nine 40 to five hours jobs, a week. Good. Yeah. And then you come home on the weekends, play with your kids, and are unhappy. (laughs) Yeah. Or just, like, and it's, like, people have, like, really thought about what they want to do, I think. Especially people who are coming back to school. There's a lot of those people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I like about students at Evergreen. Yeah. But I do think that it's a good size to make friends. I don't know if that really helps, but I think it helps for me, is that it's not too big of a school to make friends at. But it's def- not overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had an easier time making friends here than I did in high school, so I'm not sure what that says. I didn't have friends in high school. <laughs> I did. And we'll talk about, like, old friends later on in this podcast. But I will say I see already, like, it's only going into our third year of school, really second year of, like, knowing, like, being there for a full two years, you know, that might not have made sense, um, but I'm really seeing friendships grow that will last a lot longer than most of the friends I had in high school. I mean, I only talk to two people from high school right now, maybe three. I think making friends in college is really important to make, like, friendships you think could be lasting. Like, some adults I've talked to, and by some I mean two, so okay. it's not that many people. <laughs> a few. But I've said that their biggest 
one of their biggest regret was not staying in touch with people from college because right. like they were their really good friends and i think it's harder to make friends as an adult not that you can't or shouldn't do it but i think that keeping friends is also like a really important skill and i want to keep friends that i made in college like as long as i can i will say there's one person that i met here at evergreen who kind of made it their life goal in college to just make as many friends as possible and while i'm not friends with them anymore i'm not sure if that really helped them because they i feel like they were looking for like those people that could be like their friends for life but they were making friends with so many people that they didn't really end up with those long-lasting friends i'm really a quality over quantity person i don't need more than a few people right as long as they're going to be with you for the rest of your life right by your side Mm -hmm. yeah something interesting i think you i think they told us this at esky which is that there's like a four-week window when you get to college you've got like four weeks and people are more open to like hanging out with strangers and like opening up and like becoming friends with people they don't really know and then then after that people just sort of close off and they're just like regular people on the street right hard to get to know them also they during those four weeks they've probably made some friends Mm -hmm. so they're like oh i'm good now i have a friend at least right so my advice is if you want college friends you gotta like go out there talk to people yeah and invite them over to your place and go for a walk and talk to them and eat with them and spend as much time as possible in the first four weeks let's figure out that you hate them yeah that's one good thing about like if you do live in the dorms or the apartments and you eat on campus at the greenery just like be like, hey, when are you going to the greenery? 6.30? Okay, cool. I'll be there too. Let's grab a table together, you know? Mm-hmm. And then other people are probably willing to join you, and then you'll just meet a bunch of people there. And as long as you socialize in the first four weeks, then you can, like, become an introvert again and like, calm <laughs> down. Yeah, you can also try to make friends with your sweet mates. That's a sketchy situation. That has not worked out for me it's at not all. worked out for me. But maybe you will have good sweetmates. Hopefully. And I good say roommates. good. You know what? My sweetmates were probably, like, pretty good people. They just were not compatible with my My interests. One was an RA. The other two just didn't talk to me, and I didn't talk to them. Like, at all. Like, I think we smiled and said hi about four times during the entire year. And then there was my roommate, who was just very loud. And up. All over the place. My sweetmates talked on, like, a Facebook chat group that I found out about, like, months after I was there. And they're like, yeah, why didn't you join in? This was, like, in the summer before <laughs> we moved in together. Really? Because you have people's contact information, and they, like, made a Facebook chat group, and they, like, were talking, apparently. And I had no idea until, like, months after I moved wow. in. And I was like, oh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think they were lasting friends either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Also, you know, people say showing up to, like, events. Oh, yeah. Or clubs is a good way to make friends. I've personally never achieved friends that way. Mm, no. School projects. Hanging out with people for long-term school projects has worked. School projects, yeah. Um, 
sitting next to someone in class mm-hmm. and then kind of just like talking to them get a study group together yeah That's, study group i work. highly recommend a study group if only for the social aspect i really need to find a study group this year it's good for academics but also actually you know my new my new motto is for group projects i'd rather have a subject that i was less interested in and have people that i enjoy working with than a subject that i was really interested in and people that i hate working with because, like, yes, it's important to research a subject you're really interested in, but also learning, like, good social, like, communication skills, I think that I'm probably more weaker. Like, I'm, I'm more weak at. See? Than actually, like, researching a subject that I'm really into. Because I feel like I can do that. But what I probably should have practice in is doing good group work together. So. I think for me, since this is my last year, I really want to do it on, like, subjects that I'm actually interested in and Mm -hmm. could see working for me for, like, my career. And I guess it's a little different for you because you're bigger projects. I'm really talking about, like, smaller projects. Right. Because mine were, like, this is in, like, a couple four-credit classes, I guess. True. So, yeah. Although I could probably work on less being a control freak about group projects <laughs> and let like other people kind of take some charge yeah and maybe if it wasn't something i was very passionate about i'd be like you do the work it's fine i'll do my one section and not worry about if other people are doing stuff this is a bit of change of subject but it's Go something ahead. i think our listeners should know oh yeah and it's in relate. It's in relation to making friends at college. Is that when we came to college, we were extremely innocent. Oh, so innocent. Like, and also, I will say that to this day, I've never been to a college party. <laughs> I have um, only one of them I consider fun, and and when we say innocent, we're, we're talking no drugs, no alcohol, no relationships. That's what I think of as the that's the innocent bundle. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. were, like, looking to explore, but also we were very innocent about it, I think. Because I think classic things people do to get to know each other in college is, like, let's get high and drink together. And we did not become friends that way at all. Mm-mm. Oh, here's a great idea, listeners. Ready? Have a game night. Oh, Board game games. Night. We're talking board games, card games, no alcohol or drugs. You're just playing well, board games with your friends completely sober. Yeah. Let Which is wise high, in the dorms. Let the high of competition <laughs> fuel you through it. Oh, Bran. That's, yeah. It's it's a drug, man. It's safe in the dorms. So safe in the dorms. Be yeah. safe. All, most floors. Only invite your friends. No one you're sexually attracted to. Oh, that <laughs> never works out. Yeah, they usually don't even come to them. We've tried. <laughs> um, most dorm floors... I think except for like the third floor, maybe the first floor as well, has a common room. So just like go to go one to of the, the common, common rooms, room. make have sure you stake it out, you mm-hmm. know, get there a little early, just sit there, be like, losers out. And Honestly, then just, people aren't that social. You probably will never have to kick anyone out. I don't think we've really had to kick anyone out. There was maybe like one time. And that was like your sweet mates watching a movie. Yeah. We let them get out real quick but yeah just like go to the common room because that's enough space for five six seven twenty people 
and just like have some board games talk get to know each other play cards against humanity yes that's a classic i swear there's probably like at least five sets of cards against humanity on every floor in the dorms oh yeah probably more probably more but at least five yeah Although that gets old after a while, so then you gotta get some good classics, like Bananagrams. It's educational for your spelling, and it's fun. Also, Clue. (laughs) That's a good one. Um, I'm not a fan of Clue. It's too- I get too serious about it. See, I like Spoons. Something violent. Spoons, yes. Yes. No, the game that- I'm gonna- I'm gonna spread the word on it. Everyone needs this game. It's called Set. Okay. Now just think set. What is that about? What's a whole lot of fun? (laughs) What is set, really? It's just... We can put a link to the description. Oh, we should. The description. You can purchase it on Amazon, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure it's really cheap. If it's not, it's well worth the money, people. I've had it for years. I... You can play it alone. You can play it with two people. <laughs> you can play it with eight people. Can I just say that this is a game that Day played alone for years by herself to become a complete expert in it. Well, I didn't use for it fun. to become a complete expert in it. I did it because I didn't want to hang out with people during the summer, but I wanted to play a game. So she played a game by herself. Also. For hours. I would just play it for hours. I would figure I would train my eyes to read different patterns and now I'm really good at it and I can beat everyone. What's a good game also? I love it. Wits and Wagers. I think that's a great multiple person game. That is, yeah. Because you can just laugh at it. And Pit. I like Pit a lot. Pit's a good yelling game. Also we recently got this new game. It's called Red Flags. It's kind of like Cards Against Humanity but it's about terrible dates. It's about terrible dates. It's, we've only played it once, and it's really a game that you do well if you know people, but I think it would be a good game to learn about people. Yes. And college students love dating, so it's perfect. If you guys are anything like us, we just talk about dating all day. 24-7. It's such a fun topic. Yes. It's also a stressful topic. We'll talk about it later this year. But yeah, I think that's really how Dagny and I's friend group became friends. Through game nights. Yes. And just, like, we didn't really, any of us, okay, one of us did. But, like, none of us really were in the party scene, did drugs, drank... Like, we just weren't into that. So we really, like, became friends through just talking. And then got into drinking afterwards. Yep, and then If you can't be friends with, if you can't be with your friends sober, they're not real friends. I'm sorry. I really agree with that. And I think, like, um, it was just really, it was a slow start. I will say... Like, Dagny and I might seem to everybody like we're really close friends. Like, even in person. I mean, okay. She we gave might me a seem weird close. Look. She gave me a weird <laughs> but look. But really, we just met. No, no, no. <laughs> like, I feel like people might assume we've always been this close. And even in my brain, I try to, like, go back to, like, when we became friends. And it's so bizarre to me that we weren't this close in the beginning. 
And I feel like even in the past year, we've gotten so much closer. We're definitely so, both slow start kind of people, though. We are. We take a while to warm up. But I think that's what makes good friendships. So, like, don't be discouraged if it's summer after your freshman year and you're like, man, I didn't make a friend like Dagny. Like, what is this? I You just have to persist and text them constantly. Talk to them throughout <laughs> the summer. Let me just say, last Christmas break... Yeah. Dagny and I, we both went home to our houses out of state. I was like, I need to just let my friends be at their home. I need to focus on being home for myself. No, I texted her every single day. Yes, we texted every single day. And it's funny because two-thirds of the way through the break, I was like, that's funny. I feel like I've been texting day a lot. And so I went back and I checked the dates. And I'm like, yep. Yep, yep. And apparently Day was trying not to text me. Yeah, but I just couldn't help it. And then there was one time, right, where you were like, oh, I guess we're going to skip a day. And then I texted you. And then you you. texted. I wasn't even, I wasn't trying to keep up the streak. I definitely texted you first a few times. But I wasn't trying to keep up the streak on purpose. And I think you texting me a few times made me feel like it was okay to text you. (laughs) So then I just did. Which, don't get the wrong idea, listeners. I'm not a texting person. Day's a special case. I text her. I won't text you and I won't text other people. I would text you. I text everyone. Not everyone. There are certain people I don't text at all. I'm not that into texting. I apparently am. But anyway, so like, yeah, it might be like a slow start with some people, but really just then live with them. (laughs) Don't be fine. Just live with them. Although be careful who you live with. Oh, be so careful. I don't, the thing is, people always say be careful with who you live with, but I honestly don't know a good method for picking people out. Right, because even if you do think, like, somebody's going to be great, things could change with them, or, like... There's no test, There's you know? no test. Maybe we should come up with a test. I mean, why did we work out so well? Maybe we need to replicate that with whoever else we live with. No, because we can't, you can't, I can't have this close of a relationship with everyone True, and that I what, live with. Just be really similar-minded to them. No, no. What I'm talking Don't. about is how to okay. live with someone in the casual sort of way mm. well. Because we we're so good well. friends. That's why we work together yeah. well. But I'm talking about, like, how do you live with someone that you're not, like, besties with and still be completely fine with living with them? Hmm. I don't know that yet. I don't know either. Best just make your best guess in January, and you'll figure out by next January if you've made a huge mistake. Yeah, sounds good. So, yeah. I feel like we haven't really given many much good advice on how to make friends in college. No. I think it's really just, it takes time. Like, really use that four-week window. And then I think just Put yourself out there. Yeah, put yourself out there. Be okay with knowing it might be uncomfortable, but, like, everybody else is doing it as well. You know, we knew a person who would literally sit at tables in the greenery just randomly. He wouldn't know anyone there, but because if, because if, because if he sat at the table, everyone else assumed that someone at the table knew him, but it wasn't them. And so then he'd just blend in seamlessly with the conversation, which I thought was, like, genius. I'm not cool enough to pull it off. No. But if you can try it right 
And then, yeah, I think really just having something like game night where you do it once a yes, week. Yes, the game night. At the same time or relatively the same or, time. Yeah. Or like within maybe a few days. <laughs> yeah, within a few days. But like at least once a week or once every two weeks. Yes. And you just invite the same people. If you want to make friends with somebody else, invite them and really just be a group. Like it doesn't need to be with substances unless you actually need substances. But like I think it's important to be able to make friends. That and you if game night's not your thing, maybe like a hiking group. A hiking group, yeah, or a seance group, you know, if you're in that kind of thing. I think um, maybe I think maybe that's the whole thing about joining clubs, except for I'm not really into big groups, so make your own small group to do things with, and it's your yeah. group, and you'll feel more comfortable. Or go to clubs, steal the people you like, and then make a different club. That might not be an actual, like, club, but, like, make a friend group out of that. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it takes time. Like, everybody's like, oh, I want to go to college and make instant friends. It takes time, and I've never had success with friends that i become instantly close with. Never has worked out for me. They've always ended up a little bit crazy or <laughs> just not really focusing on what I want or I need out of the friendship or out of That's life. That's actually true for me, too. Yeah. All of my closest friends, I've taken a while to get to know them. It might just because we need that slow thing. That, like, slow, I'm a slow build type yeah, of person. Yeah, slow build. But I just, I think you get to know someone more over a longer amount of time. And then you can just become, like, have a stronger friendship with them. I guess one other thing I'd say is... Don't lie to become friends with people. Oh, don't lie. Yeah. Also... I'm not sure why you'd want to do that, listeners. Don't be an idiot. Stay true to yourself. Because, like, that's also something that happens to me with quick friendships is I'm not always true to myself. And then when I go back to become true to myself, that's when the friendship breaks up. But, like, you have to... Like, if somebody doesn't agree with what you believe in but you strongly believe in something, you shouldn't back down on your belief because you want to be friends with them. I think you should either find a different friend or find a way to, like, talk through it. And my logic is somebody definitely likes you for you. Mm-hmm. And somebody likes, well, here's, here's, somebody likes however you're going to act toward the world. However you are going to act, somebody's going to like it. So wouldn't you rather act, like, as yourself so that the somebody who likes it likes you and the somebody who likes you isn't just, like, liking this act you're putting on? Because somebody's going to like the act you're putting on, but somebody's also going to like if you're just being yourself. So wouldn't right. you rather have somebody like yourself? I would. I, I found would. you. I don't know. No? Yeah. Yeah. I think that college... For me, college friends are different than friends I had in high school and I honestly am wondering if one of the main reasons is because it's hard to replicate the kind of bonding experience that learning to be an adult together is because if you're learning all of this stuff together at the same time with your other friends in college like you're learning to like do your like own food and like 
I don't know, like living situation. Right. You have to take care of yourself and you're doing it alongside other people. That's like, it's a lot of learning. It's a lot of learning really fast and you're doing it at the same time as other people. I think that that is hard to replicate. Like that definitely, definitely not in high school. Yeah, because in high school you still have a lot of stuff handed to you. I mean, not everybody's like that, but I feel like the majority is. And it's really, yeah, college where you kind of have to grow up a little bit. You have to be more responsible. And it can be hard sometimes, but everybody else around you is going through it. So it's really easy to connect on those ways. What would you say the best thing about friends is? Like, what are they for, for you? To me... Friends are, I, f- I feel like I'm like, friends are life, <laughs> which is, it sounds, it sounds weird, but I feel like everything that I think of that's like good in life, I think becomes better when you have like people you love to share it with. And I think that's, and also just like someone to be there for you. I've been This is so disjointed, but I'm like friends, such a big topic, so important. <laughs> I've been thinking about friends lately and um I've really come to the conclusion that at least for me, friends are the family that I choose. Like yeah. your close group of friends, they are the people that you have chosen to like live your life with. And they really, like, are not really, like, the family I already have, you know, in that sense, like, the word family. But they're, like, such a close group of people that I care for so deeply. That, like, they're the people I've chosen to live my life with, not the ones that have been chosen for me. Yeah. And also they're, like, just really good for cuddling and talking me to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that... College is a great opportunity to find people like that because definitely our culture now, I think it's harder to find friends like that as an adult. Right. And I think it's like a good opportunity. Friends are also good for helping find your partner. Yeah. Find love. Your friends are essential to help you find love. (laughs) I mean, you love your friends. It's a different kind of love. No, no. You need both kinds. No. No. Not everybody does, but, like, I need both kinds of love in my life. Yeah. Also... Find me. (laughs) Day's available for that kind of love. Very available. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just seem desperate. Also, the best thing about friends is to find someone to live together forever with, which we're doing. Yeah, we're gonna live together forever. Forever. We're never going to have an extreme fallout. No. Look out for our book in, like, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, we're going to live together in a house that we built. Together. We're already, we've already put down $30 <laughs> toward the house. Yeah. <laughs> Progress, people. It's important. But, yeah, I think as humans, most of us need friends. And we need friends in different ways. But, like, using love languages and, like similar interests you can really connect with people find what works for you because I don't think 
all people need to spend large amounts of time together to become friends. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's just that you guys go out of your way to do acts of service for each other. Yeah. And if you're a statistics kind of person, well, this isn't a number, but it's just a general fact. So that's close <laughs> enough. People with more connection to their, like, community and more social connection are less depressed. And I think that's a big thing for me, is that I'm clearly less depressed right. when I have social connection. Yeah. And so, it's really just essential for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make friends. Be happy. Live your life successful. Yeah. Those are my words of advice. Here's what you really need, is you just really need people you can just sit down with and just complain about the rest of the world. Oh, and gossip with. She's converted me to gossip. I swear I didn't used to be into it, but now, gossip. Yeah. Yeah. We should have an episode just about gossip. About fake people, though. We can't fake do people. real people. Yeah. We could talk about our neighbors. Oh. There's like a... I see them sitting out there sometimes, but I've never seen them do anything interesting. Maybe they're spying on us. Sometimes they were eating, and I thought to myself, is that brunch? Brunch is such a dumb meal. But that's as far as I got <laughs> for gossip. <laughs> well, I'll make some gossip out of stuff. Yeah. There's cats, but you can't really gossip about cats. You can gossip about where they come from, what they do, how they live their lives, what they eat, if you're gossiping, they drink water. <laughs> that's, no. <laughs> yeah, it was a stretch. <laughs> it was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> but anyways, friends. Anyway. I, I hope, hope we had some advice. I hope that you make friends in college. If you don't, I'm sorry, and I will say that it will eventually get better. If quality time, if you're willing to spend quality time with us, it doesn't have to be your love language, hit me up. Unless you peaked in high school. <laughs> then, yeah. Maybe Yikes. not. Yeah. Have your, co- have your high school friends. Oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. That okay. is our signal to end. Well, we'll be ending our podcast with a question for our lovely listeners. Today's question, are your friends as cool as us? You can find us wherever you found this podcast. If you have questions you want us to answer on the show or stuff you want us to talk about, email us using the email below. Thanks Thanks for for listening listening and good luck with your future endeavors. endeavors.